Welcome back to Underemployed, y'all. David. Jack. And uh, you know might know us as the uh, Caucasian Keenan and Cal. Yep. Oh, here it goes. Oh, I, I, David, I asked this before we were recording. Do we think... What do we think Coolio's doing right now? Um, well, he still tours occasionally. He's usually on one of those, like... Like, 90s nostalgia yeah, tours. Yeah, 90s nostalgia tours. The, DMX is usually on those. Um, no. TLC, they're surviving members. Yeah, surviving members of TLC. Uh, I mean, obviously, Vanilla Ice is still doing oh, yeah. them. That's um, well. That goes back maybe to episode twelve when uh, you and your parents got to witness Villa Ice briefly in person. My dad lost his <laughs> mind. <laughs> he was so excited, and I was just like, "Dad, what?" It's the way I get excited over something dumb where you go, "Wow, this is so glorious." <laughs> this is so weird. It was weird. Are y'all ready for motherfucking Vanilla Ice? Uh, so let's start. We are recording this. About an hour before the NFL's 100th seasons. 100th season. That's easy for me to say. Speaking so. of the 100 seasons, have you been watching Peyton Manning's thing on ESPN Plus? I have not. I don't have ESPN Plus. But if I'm going to watch football from anybody, it's going to be Peyton Manning. I have, I have ESPN Plus, and I've started an episode, and then just kind of fell asleep. It's hard to keep up with the smartest person who's ever played football talking about X's and O's with football, I would imagine. I throw, you catch. It's not that hard, okay? Um, I think the problem was I tried to watch it after I'd been out at the bar for a little bit. So, you know what program's not going to keep you up is watching Peyton Manning discuss football. You see, I was hoping it was going to be funnier. The problem is, is that Peyton is great. It's just that everybody else in the NFL sucks. Also, Peyton is not. It's not going to be the United Way sketch from SNL. No, I know that a few things can be, but let the record show. By the way, still one of the five funniest sketches I've ever seen in Saturday Night Live history. It's easily in the top five for athlete skits of all time. Yes, and his brother did a good job too when he hosted. Yes. All right now, I'll kill a snitch. I'm not saying I have. I'm not saying I haven't. We are. We have Packers, Bears tonight. David, in general, we have some football stuff to get to. One is a little uh, melancholy. One is just silly. We'll start with the melancholy, which is Andrew Luck, out of nowhere. Retiring. Retiring. And the feedback I've seen has been largely understanding and positive. Unfortunately, I think the small section of people that weren't happened to be at that preseason game when he announced his retirement and booed him off the field. You. You're a butt-fucking quitter. I mean... Here's the thing, he owes you nothing. Absolutely. He's given his he's put his he's he's given his body, and that's why he's That's why he's why he's walking away. Because he said, I can't do this anymore. And his body's beat to hell and Yep. And, and that, he's he's gonna he's gonna be able to walk out of there. Because football has never been the only thing in Andrew Luck's life, and he has a degree from Stanford in, in, in architecture. Is, architecture. He has an architecture degree from Stanford. This is a guy who still uses a flip phone. He is like... I did not know that. He still, Yes, he still uses a flip phone. He doesn't tweet. He's like... Andrew Luck is... He's boring. Yeah. He's a boring nerd. Who happens to be really good at football. Yeah! 
He's a really good athlete. He's just one of those that's like, you know what, man? Screw you. <laughs> Why does... Yeah, like, he got everything. I could take solace in the fact that he looks like a Civil War, War general, general yeah. and sounds like he has a milk allergy. He's the weirdest sounding man on the planet. He's Amongst the, them. Yeah. And yes, he does. And honestly, Andrew, in retirement, you might want to pull the letterman and just come on home. As I motion the shave my head motion. Uh, that's a, he's not he's not so bad. At times it looks really rough from a bad it's, angle. It's the helmet. It is the helmet that mushes it around. I would just recommend, Andrew, enjoy retirement. It's like Barry Sanders. You know what? Most people are like, hey, you know what? In Barry Sanders' case, it was because it was... Is he said, I'm playing for the Detroit Lions. This is going nowhere. Yep. Who can blame Barry Sanders for saying, I don't want to deal with the Detroit Lions anymore? God, the Detroit Lions have had two of two of the like best all-time <laughs> in their position retire just at say, about the same nah, age. Just say, I would rather retire and manage than play for the Detroit Lions. Good. That's a sad indictment. Now we go from, uh, the, again, the more melancholy to the Antonio Brown saga that is the ultimate gift that keeps on giving. Uh, he apparently... Uh, uh, Let's get threatened some... Mike Mayock in this in this the year of our Lord. Uh, I mean, it's it's kickoff in, in the year of our Lord 2019, but uh, more specifically September 5th. He so some background on it. Brown is a problem for those who don't really pay attention to football. He's a very problematic diva wide receiver. So he's not problematic in that like he said. I mean, he says idiotic things. He doesn't. He off the field. He's not a yes. criminal or anything. Yeah, off the field, he's fine. Uh, Antonio Brown is just sounds like an absolutely awful person to have to work with. Right, and would be was a not cancer in the locker room, but whatever the le- there. whatever the level down from cancer was in Pittsburgh, he was. He's a cyst, a, a benign cyst, and not even benign, just a cyst. cyst. And now he, so the uh, excuse me, the Steelers traded him in the offseason to Oakland. He went to Oakland, and it's been downhill ever since. First or, of all, Oakland's in their own shit because they didn't uphill. know. You know what? Someone pointed out that people use both uphill and downhill as the same metaphor. Yeah. That means struggling. In yeah. reality, downhill's much easier. So let's work on that American fix that. Yeah, but downhill implies that it's at a lower quality. I know, but that's the problem. But downhill is an easier. We need to get it. We need to get a national consensus on what the what the what, what we're going to use. I agree. I agree. Use hashtag uphill or hashtag downhill to vote your support. Vote or die. So. Antonio Brown, one hill or the other, decided to come into camp. First of all, he entered training camp after tedious negotiations, I guess. Hot air balloon. Yes. Which I respect that a lot of. You know, it's a weird move, but he did it He did it for the TV show. Weird, what, what's the Twitter saying? Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, weird flex. Okay. Um, then Antonio Brown did not wear proper shoes in a... One of those, like... Fr- a cryo chamber in France yeah. and has frostbite on yeah. one of his, his feet? feet or both at his least. Feet? His feet went from green to blue. It was awful. It, yeah. it was like sparks in Spyro. He was changing colors left and right and it looked terrible. Yikes. And so then Antonio Brown, after all this, is fined by the Raiders for... Various skipping, and sundry things. As you would say, yeah. Skipping practices, all that shit. Not going to meetings or, like, you know, missing... Missing time um and brown is apparently doesn't want to pay it or uh felt it prudent to air his grievances with the fines uh, on instagram on, on on the gram to which uh 
management and leadership took umbrage and surprisingly they didn't like their letter getting out to the public of yeah. why they were fighting it. yeah the they took umbrage with that and uh apparently it came to blows or obscenities in the most recent in, in, in a recent training session and uh Antonio Brown very well might be dropped from the Raiders. And they're looking to possibly not have to pay any of the money because of terms. Yeah. Like you threatened a member of our staff. You know, we should be able to terminate with cause. It's really hard to lose $30 million of guaranteed money. And Antonio Brown might be finding a way to do that. Yep. So here's what's the lesson, I guess, if we have any for this out there, David? Antonio Brown needs to go to therapy. Yeah, something. Or at least get a haircut. Um, I, the hair's whatever. Yeah, Antonio sure. Brown needs therapy. All right. So we move on from the wonderful world of sports for now. We have a good sports story for news jabs. I'll say that. I, I, te- I teased that to you before we went on the air. I know. Uh, I have a couple of stories about old people. You know how... You know. You what hate I'm... to see it. <laughs> so, you really do. So, David, you are up on the local news. Too. Absolutely. <laughs> so... <laughs> Is this the Cowboy Jack character for David? No, but you know what? I'm going to do this when we're talking about old people. All right, so old man David, I have a question Yes? For you. Let's say uh, you live in the Chevy you Chase area. You have pudding. No, pudding might be later. Oh, uh, so, is it banana? No, uh, actually it is. It's banana and chocolate pudding. Oh. And I, and I put eight of your pills swirled in, in there. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so... You were saying? So, oh, thank you. So, let's say you live in the uh, Chevy Chase area of Washington, D.C. And you've lived in this You mean house. by my godforsaken high school? <laughs> yeah, right around that area. That sounds awful. Well, you've lived They're there. They're scuffy lo- as hell up there. You've learned to love the neighborhood. And um, say the what? Now you probably being at your age, and I don't I don't mean to me insult you when I say that. Listen here, you whippersnapper. Again, all due respect, I appreciate whatever war you served in. Um, depending uh, on the time. The you're posting going. wars of twenty sixteen. <laughs> Local shit posters union for twenty sixty nine. Oh brother, this guy stinks. So anyway, old man David, we. Let's say uh, you like your peace and quiet, I'm guessing, around your, your Chevy Chase area neighborhood. What? Right? I said perhaps you like your, um, your, your peace and quiet around your Chevy Chase neighborhood. You don't need to yell. Oh, yes, I understand. My apologies, old man David. So let's say someone opens up a dog park near your area. Well, that sounds precious. <laughs> but what if the dogs bark very loudly and very often? Yeah, just take. Take my ear things out. Okay. Or just turn them down. <laughs> that seems like a practical solution, but unfortunately in this... That way I can, you know, also pretend that I'm ignore. That way I can ignore the wife. Oh, it's... Don't have to do dishes. So... So... Oh, it's a multifaceted... You're excuse. still doing those dishes by yourself at this, at this old age. Well, you know, I don't trust those machines. Ah, true. I, I can't... I'd steal a fork. Oh, and we'll get to that story in a little bit. I like... Unintentional foreshadowing, old man David. I like oh. this. Joy. So, <laughs> so you uh, so apparently there has been a complaint about a dog park in Chevy Chase where one of the quotes was uh, that one of the owners didn't like that the dogs were barking because and the reason I brought this up as an old person story is because the quote was attributed to someone who said at eight a.m. by barking dogs and again around dinner time I'd like to be able to sit on my deck and read a book chat with a friend. 
have a glass of wine, and the dogs are barking again. Now, when I heard able to sit on my deck, I assumed that, with all due respect, Mr. Hart, it was probably someone of your age range who said that comment. Yes, most likely. But you're saying you're not with your fellow old person in this. You say there are other ways around this dog problem. Yeah, mostly because, fuck it, man, it's just dogs. Now, Mr. Hart... They're having fun. They're running around. That's, that's, quite a, that's quite a mouth you have, Mr. Hart. You know what, Sonny? What's that, sir? I didn't see the shit I've seen to take lip from a whippersnapper like you who can't even wipe his own ass without tweeting about it. No, that's a fair... You know what? My apologies, Mr. Hart, again. The great, I don't want to insult the greatest generation. Follow me on the gram! Yeah. Oh, you're on the gram, old man David. Absolutely. Oh, uh, you're with the young people. I do like that. A lot you of old people it. are scared of technology, but I like I that. ain't scared. Watch me dab on them. <laughs> Now, uh, Mr. Hart, here's another old person story that I think uh, you might be interested in. Potentially interested okay. in. Okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> Let me find the story. I'm sorry. We're stalling for time because Jack's an unprepared buffoon. <laughs> My God. We've done it. Oh, for God. I've broken him. Okay. So, there's a story... <laughs> sorry. Ah, so there's an there's a story in the New York Times. Uh, Samuel Sabatino was an 82 year old man. He would pretend to live in the building. Fake news. Now hold on, Mister. I I know you you have your feelings on the New York Times. I understand. Uh, in fact, actually, I read this was actually attributed to um, attributed to the local funny paper. Oh, it was a it was in a Bazooka Joe comic. Oh, he's harmless. <laughs> Particularly long comic, oddly enough, but yes. Uh, so, so this story in this Bazooka Joe comic was that uh, Samuel Sabatino would pretend to live in buildings. He would strike up conversations with residents, compliment their dogs, and walk with them. Now, this sounds like something I would imagine you would do if you went into a building and you walked around. You would strike conversation fancy with all the people. I mean, what I do for work, a lot of it is broken English between me and kitchen staff. That's true. Do you trust those people, old man Hart? Remember, this is old man David I'm talking to? Yes, absolutely. It's even still a good save. I like that, old man David. Um, Why wouldn't I? They make delicious food. <laughs> what type of food specifically, old man David? I mean, look, <laughs> they work in a lot of different restaurants. Wow, you, even old man David knows his way around the traps I'm setting for him. So this this 82-year-old man would strike up conversations, he'd compliment the dogs, he'd walk in with them, all this nice stuff. Mostly it's those Salvadorans who are working in the restaurants. <laughs> they make, a great, all, they make a great chicken. They're very nice. Yeah, very good hard-working people and they make a great chicken I they, they you know they they do all these jobs that a lot of people don't want to do so i see no reason to bother them but what about this end of the story if he, and if he raised any suspicion he would pretend to be befuddled and say he had confused buildings and here's no. the kicker Mr. in new york that's quite reasonable and the headline reads 82 year old slipped by doorman to steal four hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry I love it. Oh, you 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 admire that gusto, I'm guessing. I, you know, I, that guy must have one hell of a fence. <laughs> but it's so smart because... I mean, think about it. He must have had to break up those rocks and those jewels. No, 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 like no, 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 uh, Mr. Hart, I, I believe now people have other ways of stealing potential currency or, or perhaps it was, I guess perhaps, to your point, I apologize, perhaps it was uh, traditional... Uh, well, you can you can you can steal things that aren't physical. How does that work? Oh, you know what? I would love to have you back on the show and explain uh, explain 
you know, electronic billing. Ooh, uh, have you ever have you ever used computer, old man? Old man I old don't man? trust him. I understand. Um, I pay for everything in cash up front. Do you do you pay with a check at the grocery store, Mister Hart? What's a check? All right, good point. Moving on. Now, would you ever do? Have you ever tried? What's to a grocery this? store? Have you ever tried to? Uh... No, I'm serious. What is it? Oh, oh, it's um. Oh, jeez. Is it like the canteen on the campus? It's it's like a canteen, but think about any food you can, your brain can can conceive. I mostly I just like prunes. What do you like? Werther's Originals, Old Man David. Uh, not particularly. Uh, you're not a caramel fan. No, not okay. so much. And they're uh, probably too hard for you at this point. Uh, not not so much that you can shuck on them. That's true. And uh, so this you know what else you can suck on, Sonny? What's, what's that, Mr. Holt? These nuts, you <laughs> crusty so, old punk. So it's interesting. You are not aware of the internet, but you're aware of the these nuts joke. Are you kidding me? Were you a big me? fan of the chronic back in the you're day? When absolutely you first... <laughs> right I was. Big fan of 1992 hip-hop. I respect that old man. You're goddamn right. Hey, did, did, did what's your name get at you yesterday? Oh. These nuts. Oh, Would you do something like that in, in, in your age would you try and we use your oh, old man? I'm not spry enough I have enough trouble dragging my balls out of the toilet bowl well I think Mr. Hart we have to leave on that note unfortunately I wish uh, I had old you man's... know it's been fun but I I need a nap we'll, we'll... where's that pudding oh the oh the, the pudding will be waiting for you after the show well I will make sure to get you all the pudding and your and 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 your uh, your sleeping pills I don't need a sleeping pill. That's true. You're very decrepit, Mr. Hart. You're not say. wrong there, you little shit. Oh, well, that's unnecessary, Mr. Hart. Hey, you know what? Do you want to get your uh, your old pal David back in here? Hey, I, I guess. All right. Take a nap. Just, that's, okay. Okay, thanks. Uh, you know, hey, how was, uh, how was, how was the uncle? Oh, he was not, you know, I really expected him to go off the rails, but he was surprisingly coherent for someone that has really advanced old You'd age. be surprised. <laughs> did he, did he try and feed you the bullshit about never using a computer? Oh, you're telling me? Oh, uh, you telling me that's a that's a lie? Oh, that's a boldface lie. I was wondering that how man, someone knew a these nuts joke and, and that man has lived on the Silk Road. God's sake, that's how I knew. He even told me he was on the gram. He was buying. He that man was buying DMT in 05. I wouldn't surprise me if this if 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 old man David knew the guy who stole four hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry. Uh, there's eh, who knows. So we will. I will neither confirm nor deny. So we have to move on. Speaking of, in a way, old people. In a way, old people. In a way, old people. So, David, are you we old people yet? And Bethany, we we are both getting to that point where our hair is receding, and uh, getting to that point, we we've both been, we both have pretty bad hairlines. Um, yeah, yours is better than mine. Uh, under the light, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have the tonsure. That's true. I have this, uh, or or as I say, the skin yamaka. Oslo Malenko. Now, you <laughs> aloha. <laughs> Thank you. So, you and Bethany. Went to a wedding this past weekend, if I'm correct. Yes, we did. So, you know where I want to lead into this, but I want you to go ahead and explain the whole context. The lead um, up, who was So, it? this is this was a wedding for a college and high school friend of Bethany's. Um, Jessica, right? Yes, yeah. Jess. We'll Jess. just leave it at that. Right. Um, and Jess is getting. Jess was having the, the, the formal ceremony for her wedding. She and her husband had gotten married a while back. Um, for the, you know, the benefits of it. Yeah. He is in the military. Ah. Um. In the Navy? No, he's not in the Navy. Well, sort of. He's, 
he's a Marine, so he's under the Department of the Navy, but he'll never he'll never say he's in the Navy. Because they, they, they frown upon the Navy. In this. They don't frown upon the Navy, it's just that, like, they, they get kind of tired of the, like, oh, Marines are the kid brother kind of situation, because they have to ask the Navy for everything. Um, I have learned all of these things in my time with Bethany. Um, and... I don't know, it was an older crowd, um, mostly white, fo- uh, ex- almost exclusively white folks. Um, middle-aged. N- middle-aged. Ooh. Oh, you said boomers, you're right. Ooh. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, retirees, man. It's what, not even Gen Xers. Which explains why a tra- our national anthem, our millennials the national, national uh, the millennial national anthem, juveniles, back, back that, that ass, ass up. up. Failed to get the dance floor bumping, moving, shaking. I don't even know what the term is, but it failed to get failed to failed to draw a crowd, and I was dispirited. Uh, and I felt that I needed to share this with Jack. Uh, Jack promptly put the screenshot and put it on Instagram. I I I I I, I know. I, I reaped out your name. I I wouldn't have minded. I know, but I just wanted to be sure. But you knew that I. Oh, I knew for a fact Jack was getting content out of this. And also just, this felt like, I don't want to over-exaggerate, this felt like someone stabbed me in the head. I mean, it, you might feel that way, but I, you know, I initially was like, damn, that's kind of a bummer. But then I looked around the room and I was like, ah, uh, yes. Hey, this makes perfect sense. Yeah. But you hear, as I told you, those opening orchestral strings of Back That Ass Up are some of the best 15 seconds of music because you go, oh, this is great, and you know what's coming. Yeah. It's Juvenile dropping some quasi, sounds like his mother drank while she was pregnant with him rhymes, and it sounds like the best Manny Fresh, one of the best Manny Fresh beats you've ever heard. If we're being honest, the the New Orleans scene that came out of that, like, was it 98 to 04? It, I would say, like, so uh, No Limit started around 95, 96, and Cash Money came around, like, 98, 99. I would so say 98 to 01 was... That gave birth to the mumble rap that we see now. You, We've talked about... Well, we've also agreed that Mace was the first mumble rap. Oh, hard... Hard agree. But if you ever listen to Juvenile, like, 400 Degrees is a great album with one of the best album covers of all time. Oh, absolutely. As what I, was, and what, what is the art style? Uh, pen and Pixel. As a reminder, if you look at that album cover, the Z has a dollar sign through it. If you want a better album cover, you're only going to find one. David? Uh, Big Bear's doing things. Thank you. You read my mind. But anyway, those 15, those 15 seconds are so glorious. And then the beat drops and everyone loses their... You get that like record scratch yeah. beat drop. Well, oh, and you'll love it. If I didn't know that song, and I just heard that song. I'd be like, what is this? Oh my God. And I'd be up on the dance floor. I wouldn't care if I was a baby boomer. I wouldn't care if I was uh, whatever the previous generation was. The greatest generation. Uh, I, I, I would be up and dancing. I wouldn't call them the greatest generation. That's what they're self-appointing. Yeah, that's what Tom Brokaw gave them. The greatest hour. And I was so... They went one for four in wars. Hey, that's a, that's a solid batting average. It gets you the starting position. That's fair. Uh, it gets you in the seven hole. So, I can... And now I pose this question to Instagram too. It's the first time I ever put a poll on Instagram because obviously, normally, who would give a fucking shit about a Jack Selby poll? I said, is there a better wedding song than Back That Ass Up? Yes. Now the poll split right down the middle. 50% said no, and 50% said it's Raining Men. I can understand that, but... 
Oh, I went with Raining Men, but I kind of wish that there was a third option because there are other songs. Well, the the best winning song of all time, and I do apologize, is obviously International Players Anthem. Eh, that's my favorite yes. wedding song. But it's, is it, it is really not a, a wedding song? It is a song that in theory is a wedding song, but never gets played at a wedding because it's a little too... Uh, a little too... A little too much. At least back that ass up as a radio editor. Back that thing up, you know. International Players Anthem's a little... Oof. Yeah. Um, you can't even get through the acapella. Actually, I have a wedding in three weeks. We. So, hooray weddings, as we, we say. We have a wedding. Well... No, no, no. Ellen's... That... Ellen, and Ellen's... I'm getting to a cousin's wedding oh. in two and a half. Bethany even, has a wedding... Bethany has another wedding in, like... End of October, I think. And so you guys, oh, you guys have back-to-back wedding weekends. Bethany has back-to-back wedding weekends. <laughs> I'm not invited. To ah, this yes. Is one of those weddings that I'm not invited to. Yes. And I'm my like understood. I totally understand why I'm not invited because money is tight. Yes. Which is fine. Yeah. And my and feelings, as you as you said for this undisclosed wedding that I know what you're talking about but will not disclose. It's like, eh. <laughs> it's it's. It's it's more a matter like this isn't the first wedding that Bethany's gone to that I've not been invited to like it's college friends I understand yeah I don't know so give me three other top wedding songs um are we are we considering the audience or just in general that's a good question so because if it was us it would be back that ass up and international players anthem, anthem and get, let's get married by jagged edge. <laughs> We should just get married. With uh, the Rev Run on the remix. Oh, maybe. I don't mind. Meet me at the altar, I think you mean? Leave me. Yeah. Meet me, at, me the at the altar. Meet That's me at the altar. Not leave me at the altar. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You never, you never hear a lot of songs about uh, abandoned weddings. No, not so much. The Mariah Carey video for We Belong Together. Mm. Um... So you would have to have shout. That's a that's a great shout is a good wedding song. Um, September. September. If you're having a September wedding. Yes. Um, I found that even if it's not that song, everyone's so happy to hear that song. That is an ultimate. It is. It is one of those ones. Brick House is is another great wedding song. Shout to uh, Nick. Shout out to Dick Givingston. Yes. uh, Mentioned that as his his all time favorite song. Brick House is a great one. there's got to be something that's like fun and upbeat and danceable. So like, uh, Bruno Mars's Uptown Funk is a yeah, great wedding song. song. Um, any just about anything from Tower of Power is great for a wedding. Uh, uh, Papa's got a brand new bag. So, also this reminds me of when we were driving back from Maine. Yeah. And the DHT Cascada remix of "Listen to Your Heart" came on. Oh. And I texted Ellen. Oh. I texted Ellen that I moment. Adore it. I said, "Can you please make sure DHT slash Cascadas listen to your heart is played at your wedding?" And her prompt response was, "No." <laughs> In fact, Ellen has probably re- reached out to the DJ and said, <laughs> "Do a, not play but this song." It's like it's like having the sign of "Do not let this person enter the premises." Yes. It is "Do not play this song." Specifically, if this man requests because it, because I I let let it be known, David and I will be dancing to that song if that song comes on. Oh yeah, it'll be like that scene in uh, "I Love You, Man," where it's just. They're just dancing together and Rashida Jones is being ignored. That's yep. it. You, that's yep. it. Uh, um, Ellen, uh, get back to us on songs you don't want played at your wedding or songs that you do want played at your wedding because Ellen usually listens to this show. So. Yeah, Ellen, we... Uh... Your wedding's coming up soon, sis. So, uh, better get on that. All right, David. I think it's that time. I think it's time for News Jabs. News Jabs! News Jabs! News Jabs! So, David, uh, you, of course, I'm sure heard about this uh, astronaut story. 
The space. Oh, the, the lesbian spacecraft. Yes. One of what a great story. Absolutely adore it. Astronaut Anne McLean is facing the first allegation of a crime committed in space. First allegation. First allegation. For all we know, there's been crimes. There's definitely been a crime committed in space. Russia used to put things up there back in the Cold War, you know, I mean, come on. Exactly. McLean's estranged wife, Summer Warden, that's a weird name, accused the astronaut of accessing her bank account while on a six-month mission aboard the International Space Station. The pair have been in the midst of a separation and custody dispute over Warden's young son for the majority of the past year. Warden became suspicious when she says she discovered that McLean knew details about her spending. And it goes on and on from there. Well, so she reportedly found that one computer network used was registered to the national to NASA. Yeah. That kind of gives it away if you're yep. trying to plot. So, David, first of all, this is a great story for a lot of reasons. This is hilarious. To steal a line from the Onion, it's not my joke, but one of their lines. You know how they do people on the street interviews. Mm -hmm. The one was, wait, the real story here is that women are allowed to be married, married to other women. <laughs> it's just really, it's terrible, it's funny, um, and it's a joke, by the way. God bless the Onion. Um, but it's also the thought of, I never would have thought to commit a crime of that nature in outer space. Yeah, that, just, that sounds like an Archer plot. That sounds, yes, but also that just sounds like a really poorly thought process from somebody who doesn't understand a lot of, like, computer infrastructure. Yeah. Because I can't think of a VPN that would even be able to get you, be able to hide that you're in space. So, we wish them the best, but we also have to say, this is one of the best stories we've heard in a long time. Oh, this is one of my favorite news stories of the year. Yes. Uh, Lesbian when, space crime. When we, when we look back on this episode, when we do our year in review, this will win some... Or we do the undies, this will have to win some. Oh, this absolutely wins some sort of award. So, here's another story. I meant I teased, I teased another sports story. So, the Baltimore Ravens, my team, signed someone who used to be on your team, the Jaguars, mm -hmm. and used to be on the Redskins. His name is uh, Fish... Smithson. Now, Fish Smithson, you would think that's a weird name. Here's the kicker on Fish Smithson. He can't swim. <laughs> okay. Probably the worst. Probably the least appropriate nickname. Oh, that's ever. but see, that's what make nickname. That's what makes nicknames great. Apparently, now it's too conflict on Wikipedia sourcing from a video. It says his nickname Fish was given to him by his grandmother's child due to his fear of fish. Which is also something I have not. I, I, every there is that would be like me calling you. That would be like me calling you balloon tits or needles. Well, no, I'm not afraid of needles. No, but you're afraid of what a needle will do to a balloon. Jack just clenched. That was legit too. That was not for show. Um, uh, Might have soiled himself. Uh, well, that just angered me. Um, but. <laughs> And then also we we the thing was when I was looking up this story for the details earlier, because I do prefer for this show. Uh, he had also been put on IR, so unfortunately the long saga of Fish Smithson is only a brief funny memory to me that a guy nicknamed Fish unfortunately doesn't. Well, there's a guy who plays in the CFO whose nickname is Poop. I, I hesitate to ask. How does one acquire the nickname of uh, Poop? He said it is so Poop Johnson. Uh, he said in an interview when he was at I believe Kentucky uh, that sometimes he poops like four or five times a day i know a friend who had issues in, like that who had to do that for a long time and uh and that was the thing is he thought this was perfectly normal oh he didn't realize it was like uh, okay yeah the, my friend who had to go through it was like he learned to just go in bars go to people like he learned to just leave I, I, you know, I, I don't want to yeah I don't, I don't either. To, I don't want to talk about body movements. I don't any, either. Any, any further. I don't either. There was actually a more scatological story that I considered, and I was like, no, we're not putting this in the show. Yeah, I'm no, not talking no, about it. Good. And we might even cut this part out of the show, but who cares? Um, another interesting story. 
This scene, this is such a suburb weird story. A Pennsylvania man broke the law mm -hmm. when he pretended to point a gun at his neighbor using his thumb and index finger to create the shape of a weapon. Did you see this story? I did not see this one. But it is a crime, and it makes sense, too, because I, there's a history of issues with that neighbor where he is, like, threatened him before. If it's otherwise than that, that's silly. But oh. That, but, see, that creates new context. Oh. If someone's getting arrested for pointing a finger gun, then it's like, come on. For real. Yeah. If it's someone with, like, he essentially had a restraining order on the neighbor. Yeah. Or, uh... However, I would take I would take exception to that. Yeah, I mean, you would. I think you'd also be you'd feel threatened if someone who has had a history with you and not a pleasant one pointed a finger gun at you. If I'm assuming minorly, because you might think, oh, this guy might pull out a real gun and you know pop one at me. Uh, and and we end on we end news. We like to laugh a lot on the show. We try, but uh, here we, we do have some more serious news for news jobs. Uh, our, our our glorious leader, uh, Pope uh, Pope Francis was uh, tragically stuck in an elevator. This Your past glorious week. leader. Uh, no, he's ours. Um, no gods, no masters. He's, he's whatever. He was uh, tragically stuck in an elevator this week for 25 minutes at the Vatican. Uh, he's giving a Sunday service. And uh, David's giving me a look like, why is this a big deal? I, I, I just, this is, this is serious news. And if you can't take it, then that's your business. But sometimes you got to be an adult. Okay. I am being an adult. Okay. All right. Just choosing to acknowledge that he's not, uh, he is... How about he, the fact that an elderly man was stuck in an elevator for 25 minutes? Do you feel any sadness about that, David? Not really. He's very wealthy. Can't really argue that. So, Pope Francis was stuck in an elevator this week. <laughs> he has more than... A, the, 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 the Roman Catholic Church has more than enough financial capital to deal with that. But he was stuck for 20... Can you imagine being stuck in an elevator for 25 That's minutes? That's the part, like... It's, what if he's claustrophobic? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like, I don't know, maybe he's claustrophobic. Maybe he really has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Maybe those popely robes are soiled. Yeah. I mean, and it's also, it wouldn't hide it very well because they're white. Why are we still doing this type of, we're still making these references? We just said we would. But here, so the Pope, uh, thankfully, everyone, he's okay. He's rescued by the, he's rescued by some angels on his shoulders. I think you mean fireman? It's, it's tomato, tomato. And tomato, potato. And they were saying they saved him. You know, the, the devil tried to strike him down in that elevator. But the devil is a lie. The, thank you, Rick Ross and or Jay-Z. The devil is a lie. And, uh, you know, it's, it is, now he is safe. He's in the hands, he's in the holy hands. In the arms of the angels. That was pretty. I just envisioned, I, I just closed my eyes and I went to my happy place. Yeah, you go to, you, wow, you, that's the song that takes you to your happy place? When, when you sang it, it sounded melodic. It sounded melodic. Okay. Hey guys, Jack here. Sorry to interrupt. I didn't realize this until later editing the show, but the song David was singing was, of course, that atrocious Sarah McLaughlin song from those awful ASPCA ads. So David must be punished. And as punishment, uh, we are now going to insert 15 seconds of music from Eminem's latest album, Kamikaze, in 2018, since we all know how David feels about it. So enjoy. Trying to bet. No, sorry. Uh, anyway, now the pettiness is over and we can return to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, anyway. It's like a cross between Fergie and Jesus. Fergie actually has a solid singing voice. You wouldn't know it from that national anthem she did the All Star game two years ago. But she actually. Or any of the Black Eyed Peas songs she ever did where she sang like trash deliberately, but uh, she actually apparently has a very nice singing voice. <sighs> They would say that. <laughs> she was a groupie. She was just a groupie. 
Is that how she got in the black guy piece? Yes. Honestly, can't knock the hustle. She was a she was a groupie, and they found out she could sing. Isn't that always the best? Hey, it feels very pretty, woman. <laughs> Julia Roberts would have killed for that part of the script. Oh, this was much better. Uh, yep. That goes back to that Chappelle show sketch about the real movies where it was Pretty Woman and he finds Speaking it. of real movies, Chappelle has been catching quite a bit of flack so, online. So, I will say this. I really like the special. The important thing to me is just, I laughed. As Neil Brennan once said, who used to co-write Chappelle show, used to say, is, you're just trying to make a show where people involuntarily laugh. You're not trying to make, think, you know, that's my basic opinion on it. You might. So it's it's a really hard one to grapple with because part of why Dave left the show at its peak was that he felt that the jokes were no longer about the people who needed to be laughed at. It was he felt people were laughing at racial jokes in a way that made him uncomfortable. Yes, as the story goes. Yeah, and so for him to now make. Jokes that are seen by a, a section of this country, you know, you know not yeah. n- not an insignificant population, has seen themselves become the butt of those jokes that he felt were so negative when they were About. people of his persuasion. Yeah, you know, specifically men of color, and so th- there is some there is some justifiable sort of. Well, what's going on here? But at the same time, you also have to acknowledge that, like, Dave has gotten older and his his sort of sense, his worldview has shifted and things are different, but that ultimately, he's not a bad guy. That's, I think, what always gets lost in these... And to his point about the Kevin Hart thing was when Kevin Hart made those jokes years ago, it was like... Whether you think the joke's funny or not, and it was probably in... It, it was in poor... I mean, it was it, in it was in poor taste then, but we weren't nearly as sociologically introspective as a society as we are now. And today's We've come so far, so very quickly, with the grand... Like, the general awareness of a lot of this language. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't, you know rest on our we should we should rest on our laurels and pat ourselves on the back for the progress air quotes progress we've made there's still we still got a, 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 a tremendous ways to go but the fact that like 10 years ago even or not even 10 years ago three years ago if you said cishet at somebody at a bar nine times out of ten they're not going to know what you're saying yeah. no it's like now people know it's like 50 percent. and i think today's point that's special about the kevin hart joke he said he obviously wouldn't do that. I mean, like as he even said, and it's and there is some logic to it. You'd have to buy the dollhouse to smash over the son's ha- head in the first place. So it does, you yeah. know. I think to your point, and that's what often, unfortunately, gets lost in a lot of these hoopla situations. Now is ultimately, Dave Chappelle has shown to be a good person, and I think that is ultimately more important. It's not saying it justifies anything anyone says, but it's ultimately the most important thing is how do you act as a person? Because we know. We also should consider, though, we are two straight, we are white, two straight white two straight white dudes from from upper middle class sure. upbringings, and who have seen yeah. we see the world in a very different way. Yeah, but and people make jokes at our, at white people's expense all the time, and which they should. Yeah. Humor, like humor, is humor is at its most effective when it's punching off. And humor is also just you know it's, 
humor's usually going to offend somebody. It's just how you do it. And I think Chappelle usually did it, and that special did it in a way where it's just... You could tell either he's trying to just... Like, he was saying stuff about Michael Jackson that no one would actually think. Yeah. The Michael Jackson stuff was clearly just for shock lap, and it was, to me, really funny. Yeah. He was talking about how, I'd be honored to have my dick sucked by the king of pop. Obviously, that's a ter- you wouldn't You don't actually think a kid should enjoy it, but it's funny as hell. It's just a, like, right, well, that's an absurd thing. To, it's an absurd person. take on the situation. Yes. Um, so, I'm, I lean towards your side of, like, I'm not saying, auto- I'm not one of those people that automatically dismisses any criticism of Chappelle or a comic, but... I don't. I think people should just. You have to. You have to be weary, and and this is you know you have to be weary of this type of personality in all forms of cultural criticism. You have to be weary of the people who just always have something to gripe about. That's what I always worry about. Is okay. Are these just people who are actually offended, or are these people that are either a getting behended on other people's behalf? Yeah. They're not asking for it, or B, yeah, are white, always just looking for something. Are they white knighting? Yeah, which is one of those terms that gets overused a lot, but there is true, but there is some valid. I want to see if you can guess who it is I'm doing an impression of. All right, let me get into character. You got to guess who it is, though. Okay, here it goes. Uh, duh, hey, duh, if you do anything wrong in your life, duh, and I find out about it, I'm going to try to take everything away from you. And I don't care what I find out. It could be today, tomorrow, 15, 20 years from now. If I find out, you're fucking duh finished. Who, who's that? That's you. That's what the audience sounds like to me. That's why I don't be coming out doing comedy all the time, because y'all niggas is the worst motherfuckers I've ever tried to entertain in my fucking life. So, some valid, some so I, I, I'm on. I'm completely on board. And then ultimately, I think we both probably found the special funny. Yeah. yeah. So it has its moments that I enjoyed. It has moments I didn't enjoy. But that's like every Chappelle special for yeah. me. And and especially when you get an hour plus of comedy. Yeah. You know, you're not going to bat a thousand. Yeah. If we if we are talking about great stand up routines to watch, uh, Chappelle's first big one. No. Uh, J- well, yes, killing him softly. Killing softly. Yeah. But. Uh, Recently, I discovered James A. Caster's collection on Netflix. I'm unfamiliar with him. James A. Caster is a very dry English comedian who is just, oh, magnificent. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll watch them. I'll show Jack some stuff once we end the show. So and spe- he'll uh, he'll insert a bit about what what he thinks. Yes. Uh, can you tell us about your flapjack, please? Started making it. Had a breakdown. <laughs> Bon appetit. Uh, so, David, are you ready now for the end of the show and the, the last segment? Stump the slob. Stump the slob. Yee! Now, show favorite, Old Town Road. Yes. The popular song by Lil Nas X and the re- the 25 remixes with Barry Antonini is his new song. Yes. Which I don't like as much as other people, but it's okay. Um, I thought that whole EP was just... I, I, I don't have a problem with it. It's just... Yeah. Um, so, it is now... The longest reigning Billboard number one song of all time. Yeah, 17 weeks? 19 weeks overall. It broke a record held by two songs at 16 weeks each. Can you name either of the songs? Or the bands? And if you can't name the songs, can you name the artists? So, one had to have been the Beatles. It actually was not. Huh. It was... So, one song... Rihanna? One song was from the 1990s, and one song was from this decade. So, one of those songs is Rihanna's. Nope. Really, neither of them? Nope. Huh. 
It I could have sworn the one from this decade would have been one of hers. It, it, when I tell you the artist of the first one, I don't remember the song, oddly enough, but when I tell you the artist of the first one, it'll make sense. Okay. Can I, okay, if I tell you it's a female artist who has a who has one of the longest tenured musical... Madonna? Good guess. Cher. A little later than Madonna, and a little later than Cher. Like, oh, like closer to the 90s? Like close, like, like broke in a little later than those two. Um... Paula Abdul? No, think like she had hits in the night, like all across Whitney the Whitney Houston. No, in fact, actually, I referenced her earlier in the show. Shit. I referenced a music video specifically about weddings. Oh, Mariah Carey? Yes. Is it All I Want for Christmas? No, it's not. It was a song I actually don't know called One Sweet Day. Like I oh. knew, Yeah, and it featured uh, a certain R&B slash neo-soul slash hip-hop group. From the mid '90s, that was very popular. Jagged Edge, little earlier than Jagged Edge. Black Street, a little uh, right same time period. As Tony, Black Tony, Street. Tony. Oh, I think. Belle Bev DeVoe. I think now you're just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know exactly who it is. And you're just being an asshole. <laughs> no, actually, I genuinely. It's uh, Boys to Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so Philly. All right, Philly legends. So now the second song was from I believe two years ago. It had a big remix with. Uh, with a, uh, a Canadian artist. So it mixed... It, it, oh, Despacito? It was Despacito. Good call. I can never remember the name. I, uh, Luis Fonsi? Sounds right. Also, Daddy Yankee was on that song. I always forget that. Presidente. Ah, yes. And uh, so, yes, it is Despacito. But you know what? Now it is held by a, uh, a Mimi gay black country rap cowboy guy. Something. And, and what is Person. Truly, the most representative of 2019 America is that a guy who is just a lot of different things. A guy who was an internet troll <laughs> became the biggest be- fucking deal on the planet. Became the biggest deal in music <laughs> and somehow dragged Billy Ray Cyrus's carcass across the finish line. Because <laughs> Billy Ray You know what Billy Ray Cyrus was part about? Because old Nas, Lil Nas X uh, said, I want Billy Ray Cyrus on this remix right after it came out. And then when Billy Cyrus heard it a few months later, he was like, Dude, this is cool as shit. I'd love you to want do it. it. You want me on the you want me yeah. on the remix? Okay. Like, this is dope and I like it. And then he was like, alright, let's just make this song even bigger. And Billy Ray Cyrus got the acceptance in the black community that Miley Cyrus never took. Because as we talked about in the show before, he was invited to the barbecue. Yes. The, Miley Cyrus Miley Cyrus tried up, to hop the fence. Like she showed up with a friend, but they didn't ask her before. So I was no, like, she okay. tried to hop the fence. Okay, fair. <laughs> she didn't even show up with a friend. She like lived down the block. David, that does it for episode uh, 31 of the Illustrious Podcast. We end episode 31 taking shots at Miley Cyrus. Who I don't have any particular beef with, but hey. Eh, yeah, uh, I got nothing. So, all right. Well, then you know what? Enjoy enjoy sports, ladies and gentlemen. Football's starting. Baseball's ending. And if you're David, that's a good thing. Well, uh, <laughs> actually, we should check in on my World Series predictions. Good point. So, very quickly, uh, you'll remember that David picked the Kansas City Royals and the Cincinnati Reds. Um... It's it's not. Is it not going to be a repeat of last year? Not quite. Oh. However, your Oakland A's are in the wild card hunt this year again. They're in. They're right now, I believe, either tied for the first wild card or in the second wild card spot. So it could just be you were a year early. Uh, let's see. 
The Kansas City Royals. They've got to be at least 15 games out of uh, out of out of contention. Uh, they're 36 games out of the division. Not, Jesus. They're 51 and 90. <laughs> oh my God. The Reds are doing better. The Reds are better. The Reds are. <laughs> are the Reds at least 500? 66 and 75. They're almost 500. Oh, so they're not almost 500. In the, grand, ten, in the grand scheme of things. They're 10 points off. So. Oh my God. Okay, so not the best prediction. You know what? We'll end this with the Super Bowl prediction. We could get a chance to redeem yourself. As we have 10 minutes before kickoff on the opening day. Um. I'm going to say. Jaguars Chiefs. Chiefs are in this AFC. That's fucked in the same conference. I was um, gonna say I was gonna say Jaguars. I'm gonna say Rams. Jaguars Chiefs in the final for that. Okay. And I'll I was gonna say Jags Rams. Um and then I'm gonna say Rams and Seahawks. For the NFC title game? Yeah. Okay. Actually no, they can't be. Because they're in the same division. That's what I'm saying. They'll be in the same division. I, I I was saving you. They'll be in the NFC title game. Uh Rams and Rams Jags? No, that'd be a great if we were doing the mascot battle bracket for that. I mean, that would be a fun one. Yeah, obviously the Jaguar wins. Okay, obviously. Yes, just too ferocious. A Ram could withstand it for a while. Yes, Ram's big. The Ram, the Ram has defensive The the Ram has defensive measures. The Jaguar has offensive measures. Oh, can it be March already? (laughs) Those are our best episodes. We're in prime shape. We're gonna be so (laughs) ready for the battle bracket. Until then, we had so Super Bowl prediction. Let's say Jags. I'll, I'll say Jags Rams. That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick. If Nick Foles can like put it together, Jacksonville's got all the pieces. Yeah, they just they fumbled last year, but yeah. you know a lot of teams. Miles Jack wasn't down. Is uh, Jalen Ramsey back to not being less of a shithead? You know, I. I hope not. <laughs> you got to find that balance of being an entertaining guy while also backing it up. Yeah. He didn't back it up last year. He backed up the year before. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, episode 31 of Underemployed in the Books. Go read a book. Or don't. If you want. Yeah, who gives a shit? All right, books are for nerds. Peace out, y'all.